Hi, welcome to Empowered. I'm Emma Herbert, the Chief of Happiness here at RED. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the past, present and future traditional custodians and elders of this nation and the continuation of cultural, spiritual and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. I further acknowledge the land on which we are recording today and the work of the Turrbal and Yugara peoples. We all have a story to tell and we all have a story that we need to hear. Your story will save another soul and it will make another soul shine. And for this reason, Empowered was born. Be it your career success, fitness achievement, finding your that elusive personal work-life balance, selling a business you started from scratch and explaining the struggles that you had throughout. There is a queen right now who is struggling to stay above water and they need to hear your story. If you had the cure to cancer, you'd tell everybody about it. So your cure is the story you hold and that's the story that you need to share. Welcome to Empowered. So today I have a very, very, very special friend well, she's more than a friend. She's like my <laughs> surrogate wife <laughs> and uh, my children's second mother. Um, and her queen uh, in our presence today is Angela Holtz, the one and only. Hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you for joining me here today. I know that you probably were um, maybe a little nervous being here, but thank you for being courageous okay. enough to just say, yes, Emma, I'll be yep. there. This will be my first podcast. <gasps> so <gasps> exciting. Do you listen to many podcasts? I do. That's I do. Good. So it's different being on the other side. It's good, hey? Yeah. But you can see like there's some people who almost have imposter syndrome and I don't know if that came into play, but it's a real thing where people go, why are you asking me to be on a podcast? Yep. But I just explained the intention of why everyone who sits in this chair is here is because we all have a story yep. and you and I have – always well probably me more so being more vocal um we uh, you always offer me safe space to share my ups downs and in-betweens and I thank you for that and I love you for that welcome I really sometimes feel shitty about myself that I quite often call on you the times (laughs) that I like I call on you more than I do in the bad times than I do the good times but that's like exactly it's a testament to friendship yeah um so on that note Angela you're not here because well you are here because you're my friend (laughs) Thank you for saying so. But um, the reason that I really wanted you to be here um, and I want the people watching and listening to see and hear what you have to say is um, it's probably something that I don't recognise or be vocal enough about, but how fucking proud I am of you and your accomplishments. Thank you. you, You're a pillar of strength for me and you're constant – motivation and inspiration in many, many avenues. You're a way better mum than I am. Oh, oh my God. That is not and true. way better Gormati or godmother <laughs> for those of you who aren't Italian. I pretend to be Italian, but anyway. <laughs> um you're one of the best things that's come out of my marriage. Um, you're the sister that I never had. Um, and I know I can't steal you from your genuine sister Amanda, because <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah, we can share you. <laughs> Um, but so for those of you who don't know, I married into uh, the Herbert family. The Herbert family are best friends with the Weiss family and then obviously Amanda. Amanda, Amanda. I do that all the all time. time. That Amanda and Angela. Um, Angela married into the Holtz family, Ugh, smoking hot husband. Um, so amiable. Not sharing him. No, no he's not sharing him. Um, but um, but we get to love on him regardless. Yep. Yep. But you married into um, – sorry, uh, oh, I married into a family that has got some beautiful friends 
friendships there and your mum and Chris's mum met when you were first babies at Mother's Club, which is just – that's an insane, insane story. We were babies and grew up together. And you had no choice in the friendship. It was like – That'll happen. both of our siblings loved each other's as so besties, good. so we were always going to be around and you'd live around the corner and one street back and It's like that regional. But it was awesome. It was so good to have another family it's to like grow up with. like that country, you know, mentality. Yeah. Like you guys were walking distance. Yep. Unfortunately, the one family has sold and it's not the same, but we still yeah. will keep that friendship forever Absolutely. and a day. And then getting to see our kids be really good friends yes. too. Yep. So cool. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you have adopted me as your own and I love that uh, about our friendship. Um, and that's part of why you're here today. But the other side of it is you've been an absolute uh, weapon in your career and I don't know that you've often taken the, the time and the place and the space to recognise and reward yourself in that self-reflection. Very true. Do you do <laughs> self-reflection in that? Um, like I do but I don't get too hung up on it. Mm. I think I'm so focused on the go forward and where to from here and sometimes I look back and that gives me courage to keep going mm. in those really hard times. But um, I probably, yeah, I don't really sit there and kind of go, look at all this stuff I've done but and it's it all off. But don't you think, I think yeah. especially as females, we don't probably do it enough because we seem like, kids like we don't want to seem cocky Mm. um but we should be like the my previous guest Sonia Bernhard who has an OAM she was nominated three times for that so three times three separate people Mm. wanted her to win and she did yeah and she was kind of in this like really you're I'm just I'm nobody you're not nobody we're all not nobody we're all doing phenomenal things and coming into this podcast like it's about your story and it's going to resonate with someone yeah um, just for the viewer and the listener, we are going to keep to around a 30-minute time because the intention also too is I want it to be some sound bites that you can do in the car on the way home or on the way to work yep. and that's about the time people are in the car. Um, I can babble forever <laughs> um, so I sort of also have to put that construct on for myself. But what I wanted to really unpack is your career. Like I obviously was there for the majority of your journey but the ins and outs and the nitty-gritty of what you've done in the time you've done and also managing your husband being self-employed. Yep. And let's be honest, you're the bones of that business, mate. <laughs> he just does the physical yards. Yeah. Um, but also to juggling motherhood. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack that selfishly I'd really job. like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. can you sort of take us through, and I think the motherhood juggle will blend naturally or come out organically yep. off yep. the back of it, but start me from... Um, obviously graduating and then um, and then also too uh, in Worlds Collide uh, Angela was actually uh, in the grad program with Brad Ferris our CEO here at Red Um, and that's really cool he tells me some hilarious stories that I didn't know about which are not going to make it I'm sure that you can tell me some that I don't know about him too and give some dirt on him (laughs) Um, but looking back you know he was a grad that went into EY program um, in their internship or cadetship program with dreadlocks yep what the? Yeah. Um, and then he was obviously so cool he was a DJ. He was cool, he was wasn't the he? One yeah. yeah. Brad, you're not sure. cool anymore. <laughs> um, no, he is still very cool. Cooler CEO, I know most of the time. Uh, but yeah, let's go from the very beginning yeah. and let's just yeah, shut yeah. up at the Emma show and let's go over to Angela. <laughs> so really, my career um, kind of started like you kind of skipped the best and less and of the worlds that you do while you're in uni mm. and running restaurants. And but even I guess even just in my uni job, I had this passion for being able to organise and run things. So you I was kind so of organised <laughs> front of house at a restaurant and I kind of just kicked the owners out and said, I got this. So it kind of just all started. I guess it was something that was already inherent in mm-hmm. me um, and I found I enjoyed it and that was an area that I just continued um, to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then, yeah, I was studying a Bachelor of Business, majoring in accounting, um, numbers made me excited, things balancing again. <laughs> yeah, like, don't judge me for No, it. I don't. I need you. We need people like you. Um, but, yeah, so I studied through uni and then it was kind of at the end, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this? And um, all these offers and things came out and I went for the big four because I'm kind of on the basis of... You don't muck around, man. Yeah, I was like, well... <laughs> They're probably going to have the most amount of positions. Mm. So that's going to increase my chances, again, talking numbers, mm. of getting a job. Mm. Um, and then they ask you to pick, pick a division. I'm like, tax, no, can't really see myself doing that. Mm. Audit has the most amount of positions available. That's, so you were a bit strategic with your approach. I was kind of okay. like, okay, maybe I just get in the door, see if I like it. I don't. I mean, I did a subject of audit, but who knows what that one, is. One subject. Yep. <laughs> and then you kind of go from there. And, mm. um, and really when I started um, at EY, it was – it, like I guess I got a hierarchical structure. So it was kind of you come in as a grad, you do these kind of jobs. You know, I was photocopying, carrying bags around, carrying printers, like getting the stationery for the rest of the team. Yeah, you do coffee runs, blah, blah, blah. Grads these days won't do that. But oh, don't even start. Yeah, that's it. But, um, but it, I guess I was in a structure uh, or in an organisation that had a structure mm-hmm. and they kind of were very clear on what you needed to do, what they expected of you. They gave you all the training and the support. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was always just... I guess, out of habit, looking at that next step. Okay, well, what's the next step after Mm. grad? What's after that? And then start to learn and do those things. And so a a really strong motto that I had um, worked towards from the beginning was try and make the person above me redundant. And I guess that was kind of, you know, giving me something to aspire to, Mm. but not putting too much pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. But I'd kind of look at the people who were above me, the seniors, the managers, um, even up to the partners to set to, to some point and mm. you kind of go, well, I don't like how they do things. I don't like I how do they manage teams, mm. but I like how this person does it it's and good. maybe not how they do that thing. So it was almost like picking the best bits out it's of like everybody yeah. that I was working with yep. and kind of instilling those values in me and um, kind of putting in the back of my mind of when I'm a manager one day, mm. I'm not going to treat my staff like this. I think that's probably that there, and I'm sorry to interrupt, no, that's, okay. but that's so vital to Climbing the ladder is that foresight of when I am, not if, when I am. Because you've got to back yourself. Like uh, climbing the corporate ladder is not for everyone or climbing any ladder is not for everybody. Um, That's tricky. really, really, that's a really cool point. I I try and grab some sound bites that others can take away. Imagine like ticking a box of that's a hot tip. That there is a hot tip. Like have the courage and have the foresight to go, "I I will be. But what will I look like? Yeah, mm. exactly. And so that just continued on through my career. I mm. stayed there for 16 years. Was um, it that long? That long. Um, yeah, in a job that was very demanding, high pace. It was client servicing. Mm. So you had to be on. I remember we wouldn't see you for months yeah. on end. We just, had to plan our family holidays around yeah, you being I'm busy. Like, don't, don't even talk don't to me talk July to me. and August or January mm. and February. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just March, like, so no you'll go. see me again. Yeah. Yeah. I might come up there. Yes. But it was just you always felt like you were Mm. on. So you're either on for the client, you're on to perform or to be that person in your team. Mm -hmm. You were there for your other um, for the for other team members. And so that was really draining. And Mm. I I am surprised that I was there for 16 years, Um, but I did enjoy it along the way. There Mm. were so many challenges, things that I learned. And and that was another thing that I took away um, from that job. I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to stop or do anything different. Um, if I'm still learning and enjoying what I'm doing. And, yeah, like working crazy hours was not enjoyable, mm. but I learned a lot. I not achieved a lot. Not sustainable too. Like that's it. Mm. And that's when it came to um, nearly 
nearly two years ago now, January will be my anniversary, when I switched jobs and that was kind of a big career um, move for me. Um, and you have to applaud yourself yeah. for that because when – I know you were – I remember when I was having lunch at, in um, uh, Post Office Square one day and you said, I think I'm going to leave where you were. Yeah. Are we allowed to say it? EY? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, big notable company. <laughs> Um, global organisation, been there, I, I didn't realise that it had been that long but it felt like forever. So yeah. you've, you've sort of, you've grown up in an organisation, right? Yep. You were single, a grad, young, yep. unsure, grew okay. your confidence, yep. grew your skills, climbed the ladder, got married, had babies yep. and then all of a sudden it's like it's time, I felt, it was like it's time for me. You know, yeah. you'd, you'd had, that's a fairly long innings yep. for anyone but especially nowadays. Yep. But that's a really courageous move because you're almost institutionalised. That's not me inflicting anything on EY, but in any yeah. organisation, that's a scary move to make for most people. It was really scary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, doing six years or it was probably seven, nearly eight years with kids mm. in that um, kind of high pace, high stress mm. environment. Yeah, I um, I had kind of planned around mm. when I was going to have kids and to the point where I'd go, See, I told okay, you she's well, organised. <laughs> uh, maybe you shouldn't be away for busy season, so let's try and get pregnant in this round. But that didn't work, of mm, course, because yep. nothing ever goes to plan when it's got to do with that. <laughs> um, but really it, I did think about when was the right time. Mm. So it wasn't just a – because as soon as we got married, I wanted to have kids straight away. And then, it, again, body didn't let us mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I made sure that I guess we were set up financially, mm. we had a house, mm-hmm. those sorts of things and and thought, well, I think this is the time that mm. I could kind of do that juggle. Yep. I didn't know what was ahead of me, oh, that's no. for sure, bloody <laughs> we hell. We have no idea. Like, yeah, to have um, – so I've got two kids now but when I had um, Xavier, my first, mm. and I came back part-time mm-hmm. um, I di- after about eight or nine months, mm-hmm. um, three how days was, a week. How was that progression back given the hours you were doing? Yeah. And the level at which you were doing and then coming back part-time with the mindset, I love your work ethic because I yeah. have a strong work ethic too. How was that? Did you did you feel guilt that you weren't taking on more and you yeah. were part-time but you had to, you know, really limit yourself and put yeah. boundaries in place? Tell me about that. Yeah, boundaries mm. was the buzzword, mm. right? So I was probably one of the earlier people to have a fair, um, not a fair work agreement, yeah. a flexible work arrangement right. okay. um, where I did come back part-time mm. and I also had a day from home. So I remember that. I cut out the commute and yep. this was back when this was all kind of the new thing. This and was not before very many working people. from this home with more, COVID, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a, a new thing and mm. it took some time to get people People in the team used to that. Um, and, yeah, those boundaries would be crossed. The phone's always on. I'm checking emails all the time. But I remember you saying you'd work at night until your laptop went flat and that yep. was your boundary. That was my boundary because <laughs> it was kind of like I could plug in and yeah. I would keep going. Yeah, I would could. absolutely yeah. keep going yeah. and I'd kill myself um, and not realise and pay the price the next mm. day. Yeah. Um, but that was a way that I could put a control on myself without really putting Isn't that a crazy? Like you look back and both of us had not the smoothest transition into yeah. motherhood. We're both maternal but it didn't come naturally That's and we it. had some hurdles. But you look back and look at the, the juggles that we both faced. I don't know how we made it out on the other side. People I don't ask know. me all the time. I have no idea how, how I How are we still put, married? <laughs> I put one foot in front of the other. You do. And if it doesn't work, you try mm. something else. And it, so there were so many points where I said to my husband, I was like, well, this is not working. I'm, you know – I can't keep up on the washing, I yeah. can't do this and cleaning the house and doing et cetera, like mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And mm-hmm. we just then said, okay, well, what needs to change? Yeah, exactly. Um, get a cleaner. Yeah. Ooh, best, best decision in the world. Get you a cleaner. Keep, you keep Everybody nagging me about that. I've got a robo vac. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm a bit OCD with that. Um, but yeah. But just understand what 
fills your cup, really. Mm. So to me, um, when I was starting to feel down and I'd been too many hours at work mm-hmm. and I was just re- starting to feel really upset, the only way that could get me out was realising um, that I needed to fill my family cup. Mm. So I would either go out for the weekend, yep. switch off for the weekend, yep. go and have a little weekend away with the family. But are you good at the switch off? Like can you be with family and genuinely be there? Um, when I plan it like that, uh-huh. yeah. You like even have to be so organised you know, to switch your brain off. Well, because it's kind of like know. if I don't, mm. um, and, and to me I would check emails at night time and mm. it meant that I didn't have to do it in the morning. Yeah. And, so and you're not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm a night <laughs> you person. You hate me when so I'm holidaying. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, it serves a purpose because yeah. I can take your children and you get to sleep <laughs> in, whereas yeah. I'm early to bed, early to rise. Yeah, that's it. So mm. you just find what works. Mm. And if it doesn't work, try something else. And just be courageous to, you know, really sit there and go, well, this isn't working. And so, I need to do something different. I don't know what that might be, but something needs to change. Exactly. And I think there's a couple of things, again, the previous guest that came in, she also, she was actually, when she started her first business, she was a single mum with two kids. So that's even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I always joke and say that we kind of are single mums at some point because um, our husbands are... Another child. Right, exactly. Or yep. they're working in yep. my case. But... Um, you know, it's it's one of those things you just need to get to tomorrow. Yeah. Don't try and solve yeah. the world's problems. Just get to the next day and then figure out what that thing is. Yeah. Um, but the juggle is real and I know that this is going to sound super sexist but the guys really don't get it because that mummy guilt and the constant, you know, like I've got a school boat that I have to make tonight, Angela. Yeah. I don't make boats um, but we've got to do that, do that. And, and I've also got a swimming lesson. You know, like I saw those yep. things that – how am I going to fit all of this in? Uh, I know. Plus so I've got this that I've got that, to get done by exactly, tomorrow for work. Exactly, that juggle. And, yeah. But yeah. the other part of it is to I think comparisonitis can really be detrimental to some negative mental states. Mm-hmm. Um, you know in the past I've been caught up in that bad, bad, about 15 years ago, like yeah. I'm not there, I'm not doing that, I'm not, you know. Yeah. Success is your own and success looks completely different to all of us and you've got to figure out what makes you happy, what success looks like. But even under your own roof, like if it's not working – you have the power to fix it, yeah. you know. Um, and, but and talk to each other about yes. it. And so I know you and I talk a lot and, yes, we do have those sessions where we are kind of husband bashing. Yes, that's but, all right. We need that. I call it venting. Exactly. Because we can relate. Like, mm. And it might be completely different issues mm. but sometimes you They're just need someone to hear you because <laughs> exactly. you're stuck in your own thoughts. Like you're either stressing about work, stressing about kids, stressing about how are you going to get dinner on the table tomorrow purely just out of time not so much money thank you Domino's and Uber Eats by the way you've saved my ass a number of times that's it but you just kind of go I just need a reset Mm. and talking to someone you trust and love dearly in on those topics Mm -hmm. um and just having them to to listen and to hear you and to go you're not alone I know and you're not a weirdo and sometimes just actually physically getting it out you know how you hold it in and you pent it up and yeah just getting it out and sometimes I actually find that when I talk to you about shit it comes out and I'm like oh that was I'm a bit weirdo. Yeah. Like, do I really need to lose sleep <laughs> over that? But it is yeah. like I I think from the start of time to the end of time, women have always had that ability to sit around and yarn and put a cup of tea on or yep. pour a glass of pretend Sauvignon Blanc yep. wine, half-strength wine with Moscato yeah. that I top yes. up with actual yeah. wine. Yeah. Um, but we do have that come together, you know, safe space. And I think – we're encouraging more of that in our men mm-hmm. and certainly in our young men yep. um, with our Xavier and Raphael. We're encouraging more of those conversations because thoughts are amazing but thoughts are also really quite dangerous mm-hmm. if we don't put some, yep. you know, safe space around and some boundaries around it. Yep. So women have always done that and 
perfect example of us sitting here mm-hmm. talking shit for half an hour on yeah. the microphone. But somebody out there is going to be listening to it and they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, and so that in itself can be that one of those stories that can save someone that yep. just speak out, speak up and speak around to the people that you are. Yep. I know I'm probably speaking out of school here, but I know that Angel and myself would definitely be more than happy to speak yeah, to anybody absolutely. who's struggling out there who just needs to be, I don't care if I don't say a word, that will never just happen. To be, just, just to be, be heard. Exactly, yeah, right? Um, and, you know, I I didn't, unlike your mum and Chris's mum, I didn't never did the Mother's Club thing. Yep. Um, so I think that's something that we've let go. Yeah. So I think, you know. You need your community around you. you do. So whether that's family mm. or a close group of friends yep. or whether you do join a Mother's Club yep. and, and just find someone completely random that's yep. going through the same thing at the same time. And you're able to just share those experiences. And if you've got together. the same baby yeah. age, it's yeah. chances are you're experiencing the same crap. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but sorry, I do digress and I interrupted in classic Emma form. But coming back to um, like we're probably at the point that you had babies at EY. Yeah. So yeah. you were one of the first that had that flexible work arrangement. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I'd probably just add to that um, around that time is being able to transition. And this comes back to this all elusive work-life mm. balance that really doesn't exist. It's no, now just trying to get multiple things to coexist at the same time. Sometimes your life is shit shot. Yep. Sometimes your laundry's put away. Sometimes yep. it's not. Yeah, July and August, mm. you know, things don't get done. Yep. The dishes are dirty. Yep. The sheets are a little bit dirty yep. for a little bit longer. Mm. You know, it's just working out what to let go of and mm. not to worry about yep. and what to um, then focus on. But um, I really tried to focus on some transition time and this was um, something that I learned in a, like a self-development um, course that EY put on. Mm. They did a lot of soft skill type um, training, which was which was fabulous. And one of those things that I learned to do was use my commute time to, tra- to transition my brain. So mm. I transitioned from mummy brain um, to work brain. That's good. And then on the way home, it'd be from work brain to back to mummy brain. Mm-hmm. And it'd be okay, I need to unpack what I did mm. this morning or the mm. kids are driving me crazy and we've got this at school and I've got to do it that ready and I've got to pay this bill and I've got to do that and I'm going to do groceries on Thursday and work all of that out and kind of process them in your thoughts. I am also a list person, so sometimes I would oh, yeah. be a list mm-hmm. and that might be early in the morning when I wake up, not while I'm driving. Um, <laughs> but thinking about giving yourself time to transition so that you're not thinking about those things overlapping and then you can get to work, you focus on what you need to do, write a list you know, compress that mm. and then um, get it off your brain while mm. you're driving home. So when you walk in that door at home, it's, hi, everyone, how are you going? How's your day? Yep. I've kind of left the stresses because I was putting out you're so many. You're actually in the moment with that's them. That's it. Yeah. Like I had so many stresses that I was dealing with at work, mm. clients, people, teams. And, and that's not their fault, I, right? They mm. didn't get it. They no. didn't understand what I did. My husband doesn't understand mm. what I would do on a day-to-day basis, but sometimes I'd need to vent. Um, but most of the time I'd just go, well, that's tomorrow morning's issue. So as soon mm-hmm. as I get in that car, that's then going to be the time that mm-hmm. I think about how I'm going to process mm-hmm. and deal with that issue. Yeah. And I just help, like that really helped me compartmentalise that home life to work life and try and get both working because if you try to do all of those things at once, you something falls down. Um, and on that point, another really good um, well, bit Here's that another I hot learned, tip, I can yeah, feel it. <laughs> yeah, um, is when you have got so many things on, I imagined having a million balls or a hundred balls up in the air. Yeah. Some of those balls are plastic and yep. will bounce yep. and some of those balls are glass and will smash. Oh, that's goosebump material. And knowing which are which yep. and which can you can let bounce mm. or let go through to the keeper Love and kind of go, you know what, if I don't get to the grocery store today. We will have Uber Eats. Exactly. It will bounce. We have the we're ability. We're not going to stop. <laughs> good, um, good. But, you know, you might have some really – 
um, pressing things you needed to get done because if I don't get it done today, it's going to make tomorrow worse and it's just going to spiral out of control. And that's going to be different for everybody. Um, but acknowledging all those things that are going on at once and working out what to prioritise mm. and be okay with letting some balls bounce. Good. That's good. I yeah. love that. That's a major, <laughs> major hot tip there. Yeah. Um, I also think it's one of those things you look back and the things that you worried about and stressed about and were fretting about back then, in yep. hindsight, it's really not worth it. Yep. Not I worth it. I won't eat. I won't sleep. Oh, <laughs> Just like, that and work, you know, like. They talk. They talk now. Yeah, I know. Exactly right. <laughs> and it's one of those things. Like I remember we went through a phase where Willow regained her dummy. <laughs> She got really sick and I just was one of those things, again, I'll deal with it later. Yep. It's not like we're going to be at her 21st birthday party going, Willow, come on, pass me the dummy, darling. It's time mm. to let go. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I think we put so much pressure and judgment on ourselves based, I mean, part and parcel of social media is you get the good, you get the bad and yep. you get you the fabricated lifestyle. Are doing Correct. everything awesome. I just don't yep. subscribe to it anymore. Yep. You'll see me without a bra and or makeup on social media and I just don't give a damn yep. because that's real and I think we need to see way more realness out there and I think we're definitely becoming that way but I think when – so our babies are 10, 5, 8, eight and, and – s- Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, back then I think it was – even that short time, I think it was way worse. Like there was – Instagram models having yep. babies who lived around the corner from us who yep. weren't Body Instagram models. Body image was a big thing for us. Like, I'm never going to bounce back. Like no. That. You just, you it just is have what to it let is. it go. I tried and you try this and you try mm. that and try and give it a focus. Like try is probably the main thing that I, yeah. you know, if it was bugging me enough and I didn't do anything about it, then I've only got myself to blame. But if I tried and maybe I didn't give it 110%, yeah. still my fault, yeah. but hey, I tried. I've actually kind of come a total 180 with that in – You've seen my journey in body fluctuation and eating disorders and exercising to the point of ridiculousness and only smoking cigarettes and taking laxatives to get a six-pack for a VW 45 challenge. Um, I've actually come, yeah, a full circle with that in that, like, this is probably the heaviest I've been in a little while, but it's not the most unhappy I've been. Yeah. And I've let go of a lot. Turning 40 obviously doesn't help, but anyway, (laughs) thank God for Botox. Um... But this is the mother. This is the body of a mother who eats ice cream with her kids. Yeah. Instead of stressing about, you know, of course there is the band, yep. the borderline of healthy, unhealthy. But yep. we've both got girls. Yeah, right. We've got to set an example, right? Do you know the other so. day Willow um, got on the scales and she said, "Oh, my feet have grown." And I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Oh, I got on the thing you measure your feet on." Oh. She thinks the scales are for measuring your, your feet. feet, and I did not correct her on that right, like, go d- yeah we don't yep. talk about fat we talk about good choices and unhealthy choices we yep. talk about being strong and fit but yeah I'd, I never want to pull apart my body and show them what I mean yeah you know Chris he's a bit more prude than I am Chris is like you've got a 10 year old son now you kind of need to cover up at home and I'm like hell no I want him to see what dimples on the thighs looks yep. like the amount of times they come up and go what are all those lines on your stomach oh, mum I'm like that's where that's I you. grew you <laughs> yeah exactly. you know when you were growing inside me you stretched mm-hmm. me so much that yep. that's what happens thanks mate yeah but it is what it is and, uh, yeah, I think the more we can talk about the realness and the reality of what that looks like, especially for our girls, yep. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're paving the way for an easier path for our kids, both female and male but in particular female, mm-hmm. um, but also to what shining lights they've got to follow with our, our <laughs> 
blazing trails, you know. Um, Also, good luck. If they want to be, you know, anyone, they're going to be anyone, but they're both sassy pants, my goodness. Yep. And I often go, like, people tell me all the time, I wonder where they get that from. I'm like, have no idea. Oh, BS, it's you. <laughs> You've got sass all over you. It's just you kind of hide it away yeah. until you need to. That's it. Um, so the mummy juggle, I know that obviously you were, I'm not going to say lucky because you worked your ass off to get there, but in that space in EY, um, was there, did you have to sort of internally recreate yourself PR-wise for who you are and yeah. being – I know this sounds ridiculous but being capable in that space when you were the go-to, the workaholic, yeah. the, you know, put yourself through extreme measures to get a job done and then you almost come back as this different person and yeah. it's kind of like, I've got this, guys, I promise I'm still capable, I'm still the angel or I was but yeah. how do you go about transitioning into that new life? Yeah, well, I guess I was um, to kind of give some context. I would never say no. And Before saying or no, after kids? Well, both. Yeah. It just gradually got better okay. in being able to say no because I started to learn that if I didn't, my my cup that I was talking about mm. before got so empty yeah. that I could never fill it back up. Yeah, okay. And so really just going, like I'd sit back and go, I really don't want to do this. Mm. I really don't want to do this. But And no is okay. Like, yes, like, yeah, and I would just do it. And so that would mean an 11 p.m. Mm phone call or I'm up working to just get that done by tomorrow morning for someone you had who needed international to look at it. clients, That's right? It. it was never just nine to five. So I kind of needed to sit there and go, am I saying yes to do this for me? Mm. As in, oh, it will help my career mm. or I will look good or I will, you know, That's true. Um, That's unpacking the get reason me some yeah. brownie points because I got the job done with with no complaints. Um, or am I actually doing this for them? Mm. Like it suits them am I being for a me to do pleaser? this. Exactly. Mm. Am I doing it for them to um, have on time when really they could look at it in the afternoon and I could do this work in the morning? Mm. Um, so being able to make that call in my own head and then having the confidence to then ask the person that's mm. demanding this task of me to be able to say, well, do you actually need mm. that tomorrow morning? And that's a really hard thing. That was a really hard thing to learn how to do. It's such a simple thing though, isn't yeah, it? Like, like, can I get to that to you tomorrow afternoon mm. because I've got an appointment in the mm. morning with the kids or mm. whatever? And I, I did start to feel guilty using the kids as an excuse for not getting something done. Oh, my goodness. Um, Let's be, I'll be honest, we've used them as an excuse when something isn't wrong because we don't want to get out of it. That's it. But mm. I did feel guilty kind of because I didn't want to be that person where you say, well, I can't ask Angela to do it because she'll probably have something to the kids to do. Right. But I said, mm, you I worried set about my that. boundaries yeah. like pretty early and they probably weren't healthy boundaries. It was mm. kind of like just give me from five till eight mm. and just – let me go home, have yep. dinner with the kids, have tuck them stay. in bed. That's not unreasonable. You know, and then I log back in at, mm. um, at 8 o'clock and I'll, I'll do another, you know, however long my battery lasts mm. on my laptop. So, like, p- communicating those boundaries was also mm. a key That's to good. success. Um, yep. <laughs> and then being able to... Just stick by them. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's probably the hardest thing. I'm the sure there's a few that slip oh, through the cracks. Absolutely. Cracks. Where you <laughs> kind of go, yeah, where you just go, look, I just do have to get this done yeah. or whatever the case may be and, and, mm-hmm. and you compromise. And yep. it is life is about compromising sure and is. that's in work and life and everything. So so yeah. I talk about your insane success um, in that corporate space and being in the big four in EY in particular. Can you tell me about like transition in between roles? So you started as a grad but then the actual where did you climb? I'm up to, which I'm very proud of you. <laughs> um, so over the 16 years, I made it to a director mm-hmm. um, in audit, which is basically, um, I, I guess, a step below partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trajectory at each of those 
I guess, milestones was two to three years. Mm-hmm. And again, um, overachiever, I guess, it was kind of like, well, I can do that faster. I want, I want to do it faster. <laughs> I want to be there. I want to make sure I was on time. The only time it really hicked up was when I had time off for mat leave. And right. so, you know, during those times. So um, were you mid-climb when you had the babies? Yeah, absolutely. Or were you sort of settled? I, I kind of had got to manager mm-hmm. um, and that was part of my plan right. because at that point, um, life was able to be a lot more flexible yeah. because I'm managing teams instead of being out on site. So it was kind of job specific. But um, at that point, that was kind of the best time to start to have a family and I could juggle that well. It just meant that my workload was a lot lower than mm. people who work five days. So um, I was able to do that. And then from there, it was just kind of like, okay, well, what's the next milestone? What's mm. the next milestone? And then there became a point where I nearly needed to decide whether partner was for me because mm. that was kind of the top that's of where the next I could bit, go. Right? And mm. it was kind of like, oh, I'm running out of area to grow. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's attractive, the, the lifestyle and the mm. money and the, you know, the responsibility and, and all of that thing. But there were so many parts of being a partner that I didn't enjoy. Yep. Um, and for me, I didn't think that that wasn't, you. wasn't me. And that's okay. And I didn't necessarily close the door. Mm-hmm. Um but I acknowledge that I might need to start thinking about yep. other things. And to be fair, I probably would still be there mm. if um, this new job hadn't mm. knocked on my door mm. um, and it ticked all my boxes and all those sorts of things. But because I was just, you know, I was starting to get to the top of that mm. um, that Tear. ladder yep. and it was probably going to be a jump sideways into something different as opposed to a jump up because I did happen to look at that top level um, like to be a partner and there was lots, like don't get me wrong, there were lots of women mm-hmm. um, as partners mm-hmm. in EY and mm-hmm. a lot of them made it work. Mm. But when I really looked at how they made that work, it didn't necessarily Secure. sit with me. Yep. Um, so they'd either have, um, you know, husbands that stayed at home mm-hmm. or had family structures around them yep. that meant that, you know, they, they didn't the do the mummy stuff. So yeah. they didn't have the school workload, the life workload, the, yep. you know, cooking, the cleaning, and that's the, everything. You. And I didn't want to give that mm. up. I could have. Mm. Um, but to me that was part of having kids and what I signed up for and mm-hmm. I wanted to be a present. Yep. I'm not saying that they're not, no. um, but it was just I was like, you know what, that's actually not I think that's I'm courageous recognising that because uh, we talk about it all the time, creating a career pathway here as well at Red. Um, just because someone's had longevity in an industry or in a role or, or in a business doesn't necessarily mean that they want to be elevated to yeah. that level. And, of course, with elevation comes more management, comes more people skills, comes, you know, the juggle is there at work as well as home because yep. you're not just doing the work, you're talking about doing the work and then you're helping other people piece out the work. So yep. there's a lot at play and... Um, I applaud you for just going, you know what, it's just not for me. Um, For those of you who don't know, which probably most of you, um, Angela comes from a very um, Italian, very Italian. (laughs) She comes from an Italian background. So, um, you know, massive community, massive, you know, interactions. You can never kick them out of your house when they're there. Um, Start a party at 9am, they're still there at 9pm. Which I love it, right? (laughs) But that's your lifestyle, that's your life and that's your family and that's important. It always has been, always will be. So to recognise that and incorporate it into your life and meaning that I go to say that you would sacrifice that next step, but I don't necessarily think it is a sacrifice. Like, no, it's just a conscious choice of yeah. it's not for me. Like, mm. um, I could have chased the money, mm. but I probably would have been really unhappy. There was lots of other things yeah. that you know, you know, putting your 
life on you know whole lifestyle on the line it's signing almost, an audit report kind yeah, of thing yeah absolutely like, um, and all the business development and yeah. cold calling and trying to win new work and yeah. that oh, that side of thing wasn't necessarily yeah. for me either so there was <laughs> yeah. so there's all those sorts of things and yeah. just kind of go well okay well what is the next step for me is that a step sideways and really starting to think about and again I had wonderful opportunities at EY where they did their soft skills or their um, training courses mm. and they put me through an actual, um, you know, women in leadership course mm. mm-hmm. to help me get to director and partner path Good. that was designed specifically for women and, yep. and challenging and, and doing all of those things that um, women usually in that workforce um, struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I was able to tap into some of those resources and it really got me thinking, well, what is it that it excites what does it me? Look like? yeah. Um, and yes, the stress excites me because it keeps me busy, yep. but also the variety of work and it's okay. Well, how can I get those things doing something else? Good. Um, and so being able to, you know, take that away and go, okay, well, this is what ticks my, my boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what, um, you know, makes me happy and this is what doesn't. And sometimes you need to do the things that don't make you happy to, mm-hmm. you know, get the experience because you never know what opportunity is behind you because if I had stuck by that mantra um, strictly, I probably wouldn't have made the jump to my new job. That's true. And because I would have been too scared. I knew what I was doing and where I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I needed to kind of make that leap to then work out what the next steps in my career were going to be. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I know that I've already lent on you a number of times with building a a number of projects, pieces of work out here at Red. Um, Obviously with Brad's EY brain and your EY brain, um, we are going to rip apart a lot of the good stuff that they did there. Um, Certainly not copywriting um, (laughs) anything, but the framework, the the processes and the strategies, you know, you've got to applaud an organisation as large and as global as EY for what they have done. Um, you know, soon we aim to be a $100 million business. Soon, I don't mean overnight, we know how much work's to come. Um, but off the back of that, I uh, thank you for what you have given me in the past and will give me in the future because there'll be more. <laughs> um, and that's something selfishly that I love that I can lean on you for yeah. is that, you know, how do we have that foresight? We'd never want to be corporate, but we need to have a corporate lens to some decision-making and yep. org chart mentality and things like that. So, um, you know, even things like that, part of your story is giving me your story and the good parts of the EY journey to be able yep. to incorporate that here. And just sharing experiences, mm. whether it is business-like, like from what I've seen in other businesses, mm. and that's that's something I'm doing now in my current job. Mm. Yes, I'm working for one organisation, mm. but I'm You're sharing those experiences right. that I've learnt along mm. my journey and along my way. Um, and I guess it comes back to the whole purpose of these podcasts, right? Mm. It's sharing your story to help someone else or sharing an experience to help someone yeah. else. And sometimes you don't realise that you can help someone or you, they don't need to hear that. And mm. sometimes I just sit here and kind of go, well, I'll wait for someone to ask me for some help. No, like, don't. You don't, like, don't, be, and, don't be quiet. You know, you know me, I'm the yeah. loudest person in the world. <laughs> but it's, it's because like the amount of times that I have had that thought of, oh, nobody wants to hear that, nobody needs to hear that, it's absolutely incorrect. Yeah. There's someone out there who is – teetering on the edge of climbing the corporate ladder or leaving a, a cruisy, not cruisy, you were never cruisy, yeah. leaving an organisation that they've had longevity in or whatever it might be, that this podcast, what they're hearing in their mm. ears and what they're seeing with their eyes might be the reason they go, you know what, if Angela could do it, I'm going to yeah. do it too. Absolutely. So that's the whole intention. Um We have almost run out of time, <laughs> which we could talk forever and I dare <laughs> say there'll be a part two. Um, I promised Angela lunch and I haven't fed her yet, so we need to do that. <laughs> you don't want to get me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one wants to get anyone hungry. 
Um, but Ange, um, as I said in the beginning, you're not here because you're family, friend and Gamadi. You're here because you're a phenomenal human. Um, the other thing that I want you to take away from it too is I want you to have a lot of self-reflection after this, certainly when it's edited and it's all live yeah. on Spotify, et cetera. Yeah. You'll sit in a space of, holy shit, yeah. that's me. Yeah. I'm being interviewed about how phenomenal I am and I have the potential to be able to share my story with somebody else. It's a really beautiful place to sit in. And I think you need to applaud yourself more often. We all do, but yeah. especially you, Angela thank Holtz, you. my one and only. Um, but thank you for sitting opposite me. Thank you for sharing your story. Thanks I, for the opportunity. You're it's welcome. Been, it's been great. Like you, you don't realise how uplifting it is until you actually do it. Like, mm. yeah, I was nervous at the beginning, but, hey, you kind of go, well, even if just one person listens and mm. can take something away and kind of go, oh, someone told me this. You don't have to remember who told you. But if someone, yeah, can just remember and take that away and apply it someday... You know, to something, yeah. Yep. Whether it is the mummy juggle or corporate world, or we those um, balls that are about. To fall I know. Down. I'll never not picture <laughs> balls. My previous go- uh, guest talked about orgasms, and now we are talking about balls. So is, oh. there's never a moment of inappropriateness yeah, with them, or you know that. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm going to start closing now. Um, but thank you. You're amazing. I love yeah. you. You'll never not be in my life. You'll never not be my. F- <laughs> I call her my fake sister because she gets all the good with the bad yeah. as well. Um, but thank you for everything you do in my life and the children and for Chris. Very welcome. And thank you for being here here. today. I love you, Angela, and you're amazing. Thank you again for joining us. I hope you gained something out of today. I know you will. Um, And thank you again for being here to listen, to learn, to share. Please share this podcast or potty as I like to call them. And again, thank you and welcome to Empowered. (laughs) 